0: Welcome to Storytime with T.L. Rutledge. This is your narrator speaking. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Chapter 2. Trading Secrets 1754, Pennsylvania, Cherokee Tribe, outskirts. The Cherokee tribe where Miranda and her family had settled, built their camp in a clearing between a large forest and a small freshwater lake. Though it was several miles away from where she had witnessed the attack in the woods, Miranda was sure that her father, if not everyone else, had heard the shots. Her father, Marcus, was a Lycan, a human that could transform into a large, menacing, wolf-like creature. She had only witnessed this transformation twice since she'd been alive. She didn't remember why he had done it the first time, but for the second, Marcus had wanted to scout ahead without being seen as a human. He had done this with Sinead, Miranda's aunt, who was a caithness, a skinwalker who could transform into a lynx. Skinwalkers were part of an old Native American legend. The natives believed that their god had given a number of tribesmen the gift to transform into various animal likenesses. Miranda had learned of this while living with Cherokee. Because of the tribe's long-held superstitions, uh, Sinead and Marcus thought it never wise to reveal their abilities to them. Miranda ran briskly along the tree branches back to her village. Soon she saw her father approaching the forest, and she decided to wait for him up in the tree. As she waited, with her legs dangling off the high branch, she looked at her father and wondered what secret her family could be keeping from her. She assumed it had something to do with him being a Lycan, and why they were no longer in Europe, but anything beyond that perplexed her. As she stared at his rough, marred face, she wondered how he had gotten those scars. Were they from a war? Could they have been the result of Lycan of death matches in Europe, where they would bet on who would kill the other first? The fact that she knew so little about her family distressed her. She had never been told the real reason for their departure from Europe. Were they criminals? And that was that why no one had told her the truth? Or maybe that they were fleeing from some sort of danger? Miranda, all Miranda knew was that she needed answers. And she was not about going to wait any longer to get them. As Marcus walked underneath Miranda's tree branch, she smiled. She had been sure that he would, have, he would notice her there. When he continued continued to pass her, she called out loudly to him. Your senses are getting rusty, old man, Miranda said, poking fun at her father. He turned and looked up to see her, then chuckled and shook his head. What are you doing up there? Scaring you, obviously, Miranda said as she jumped down. I heard gunfire from within the forest. Wanted to make make sure you were all right, Marcus told her. Oh, I am more than all right, Miranda said, smiling. I saw the whole thing. Marcus stared at her, but when she didn't continue, he pressed. Well, what did you see? Not so fast, Father, Miranda replied smugly. I will tell you what you want to know, but it will cost you. I want answers. Answers? What kind of answers? Marcus asked, growing impatient. I want to know everything. Why we're here, why you and Uncle Alexander are always whispering and then stop talking when I'm around. Everything. Marcus sighed. How about this? I'll tell you one secret for your information. Deal? Miranda pondered the offer and, de- and deemed it fair. Deal. You first, Miranda said, smiling. She couldn't believe it actually worked. The reason why we are here, Marcus began, was to take a break from our life in Europe. Now it's your turn. But you didn't tell me anything I didn't already know, Miranda grumbled. I've heard all that in the past. That wasn't a secret. That wasn't our deal. Marcus sighed. And then sometimes I forget how much you, how much like your mother you are. She doesn't give up easily either, and she doesn't also doesn't condone flattery. Miranda said, "She wouldn't let her father have the upper hand. Not this time." Details, please. Fine, Marcus replied. But I will tell you only. I will. But I will only tell you the story in parts. Each time you get some get some valuable information, I will tell you more of the story. Miranda didn't like this deal at all. She felt that he was creating an easy way to avoid telling her the whole truth. Where where, where would she find more valuable information so he could finish hearing his secret? She could try to make a counteroffer, but had a feeling her father wouldn't go for it. She sighed and gave in. Agreed, she muttered. Marcus glanced around the forest, making sure no one was there to overhear him before he began his story. Miranda felt excitement build in her stomach. This was a secret he didn't want the natives to know. In the year 1204, your uncle and I were part of the Fourth Crusade. The Crusades were a military campaign led by the Pope and the Crown of England. They were called Holy Wars. The Crusaders fought under the Christian cross against the believers of Islam. While we lay siege to the Muslim capital Constantinople, Alexander and I discovered something we'd never seen before, a lichen. Knowing this beast could be a threat to us, we attacked it. Despite our efforts, it mauled me pretty bad, but Alexander was able to kill with a silver sword. The next full moon, I transformed into a lichen the very first time. This was the story of how her father became a lichen. Finally, she knew something worth hearing. His scars were probably from the Crusades, and the piece of information in her mind began to fall into place. You're allowed to ask me one question, Marcus said, smiling while while she pondered the story. She had so much to ask, but said the first question popped into her head. When you transformed for the first time, was it painful? I honestly don't remember my first transformation, but the second time was excruciatingly painful. Now, what's your information? Earlier in the forest, I witnessed Virginia militiamen and Iroquois warriors ambush a French scouting party, Miranda explained. They killed about 14 and took their breasts hostage. But but the most curious part to me was the northern Indian that was amongst the Iroquois. I'm not sure what tribe he was from. He swung a tomahawk into the head of the French commander. And when he was questioned about it, he lied. Miranda Miranda could see that her father was deeply pondering his story. Hmm he said, stroking his chin. This this is the first act of war I have heard heard of since the French and British became, began to claim lands here. This could be very bad for all of us. What could happen? Miranda pressed. Marcus had already begun to walk quickly back to the tribe, and she ran to catch up to him. A war will most likely break out first, Marcus replied. What concerns me the most is that the Iroquois seem to be siding with the British. Miranda nodded. If the British have convinced them to help their cause, the French will try to do the same with other tribes," Marcus explained. Miranda nodded gravely as the realization dawned on her. It'll create a war between the tribes, as well as a war between the French and the British. Exactly, Marcus said, and we'll, and we'll be caught right in the middle of it. Her father was right. This was very bad. They had friends in many different tribes, and most of her family was of British descent. What if a Cherokee chose a side with the French? What side would her family choose? Marcus stopped abruptly and turned to face her. Promise me, Miranda, that you will not tell any of the natives what you told me. But why? Don't they have a right to know? Promise me. I promise, Miranda said, giving in. But can you at least tell me why? I'm sure you've already had time to assess this and If Test the situation, Marcus began. But we must plan carefully and hope that they don't find out about this too soon. The outcome could be catastrophic. Miranda nodded. I understand. What will we tell the others? What about the gunfire? Did you tell them where you were going? I told them nothing, Marcus replied, continuing to walk again. Stay close to the family tonight. I don't want you caught up in this. Miranda silently rolled her eyes. Her father didn't realize how often she would slip away at night and go exploring, What he didn't understand that she wasn't like her cousin Leia. She didn't stick close to her pa- parents like a colt needing her mother. She much preferred to be alone. In spite of her father's warning, Miranda decided that after nightfall, she would slip out again. She wondered if her father would be more vigilant on this night because of what had happened. She figured she could only wait and see. Stay tuned after the ad to hear a little backstory about Freedom. For those of you who have read *Immortal* and *Resistance*, *Freedom* is the third book in the Archangel Chronicles. This book follows Miranda, the daughter of Marcus and Selene, and her adventures within the United States, or before the United States, became United States, which is America. And her travels... Um, well, I don't want to give away too much spoilers, but... Travel, uh, her travels around, you know, the world and whatnot. The idea for this book, when I started writing it, um, I, I've always really loved the American Revolution, the French and Indian War. I love that time period. And what I... When I finished Resistance, it was the time periods weren't really close together, and I knew I needed to get things going in a way to like push the story. So I decided to go with the 1700s, and as I've said, I've I've always really liked the the era. Uh, like the big wooden ships and uh, muskets and cannons, and I've always been a very big Revolutionary War fan, um, not fan, enthusiast. I've always really enjoyed movies like The Patriot, um, Last of the Mohicans, um, other uh, movies like that as well. Um, but the reason why I really wanted to talk about the book here. Um, I know I started doing chapters for *Immortal* and then I stopped. Um, the reason why I stopped doing those wasn't so much the fact that I just wanted to skip ahead. Um, it's been a couple of years since I finished those books, uh, *Immortal* and *Resistance*, and I really wanted to have *Freedom* out there. So *Freedom* as i said, it was the third book. So I finished this book, I think, maybe... might have been a year, maybe two years ago at this point. Um, okay, I finished it in 2017, actually, so was three years ago. Um, so I really wanted to get it out there. I thought about the idea of self-publishing it, but a part of me always just kind of wanted to just put it out there um, because I didn't have this one or the first two as... Um, traditionally published. I was attempting to get this one traditionally published as a standalone, but because I didn't want to, you know, take it off, take it away from the series, I wanted to keep it part of the series. So instead of releasing it as a hard copy at all, uh, I just decided to do an audiobook like this as I'm doing now. Um, That doesn't mean that in the future I might, it doesn't mean that I won't uh, release it as a book itself. Um, that's definitely still on the horizon. Um, but a little bit more um, clarity, I guess. To, if you guys didn't read um, Immortal or Resistance, uh, I would definitely suggest um, reading both of those to kind of just fill in the blanks that are probably that we're going to get really confused about in this book. Um, but if you did read Immortal and Resistance, um, so at the end of Resistance, there's a, the end of the book, they travel from Europe to uh, San Salvador which be, on Christopher Columbus's ship. And so they've been like in the Americas for a little bit now. And so since that time, like I said, they like in the first chapter, they traveled to Florida for a bit, uh, that area. And they kind of worked their way up the coast, um, moving every couple of years to avoid people realizing that they don't age at all. Um, another thing, too, um, with Marcus, especially uh, but as well, is that because they can transform into different creatures, they've tried to not do it as much here because of the Native American beliefs of um, skinwalkers and stuff. So. They, they never wanted to be looked at as like a god or any kind of, you know, holy person or religious warrior or anything. So they've always kind of kept to themselves as much as they could. But also knowing that they needed to not be complete loners and realize that they have other people around them, like the Cherokee tribes and Iroquois tribes and all these other tribes, they've settled that. Um, from time to time, so they really, they've learned Native American culture, and they learned a lot about uh, America's lands and stuff, all while being, you know, from Europe, of course, and having that knowledge for hundreds of years of knowledge of Europe, but for Miranda, since she, um, she was born, um, she was, yeah, she was born, um, after they moved, or, you know, traveled across the ocean. So, she didn't know anything about Europe, and she has no knowledge of Europe. She knows she has a brother, um, but she doesn't know him. Um, Hannibal, uh, he was, although he was born in Europe, and he even married in Europe uh, at the the end of the second book, um, but... Because he did that, and he he stayed because of his uh, his wife and what he was doing in Europe, so he didn't go with them. But um, people have always asked me too. um, After they left, you know, they left Europe in book two. uh, They always ask if you know, is there still a is is the threat still alive in Europe? I don't want to give away anything, but in this book, um, you'll definitely find out the answer to that. While they may be in the Americas, uh, because the story is based on Miranda finding freedom and finding, you know, Maria, like, trying to figure out what her past is, her family's past. So a lot of this book is her just realizing everything. So, and the reason I did this, too, um, I always kind of wanted to just do. A different character because the first few books are about Marcus and Alexander. Um, This book is about Miranda. And I started doing this a little differently each book. Uh, Even the fourth book, um, I pretty much wrote the entire fourth book as well. And the fourth book is actually um, follows Hannibal, which is her brother. And then the Sixth book, I guess, yes, it would be six, um, follows Amelia, which is actually uh, Alexander's other daughter that he has later. But um, it's not a big spoiler, really. He just has another kid later. But because with this one being the first one of of those books, uh, of the children's books, I guess, not children as far as, you know, but their children's books. So with Miranda, I always liked the idea because she, she's a lot like Marcus in a lot of ways. She's very stubborn and she's very, um, she has a lot, her, she, like things started to develop for her where she realizes that she's, she has a lot of anger built up inside of her, much like her father, where he has to like rage out and lash out. And she kind of has the same problems, too. So she's very much like her father. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I needed to really say for this. But if you guys haven't read the first two books, I definitely suggest it. Uh, they're both on Amazon. Uh, they're both pretty cheap. Um, I used to do a lot of... A lot of... Um, book signings and stuff I don't have any I don't have any of the books anymore I have a couple left but not many Uh, but if you guys do want a book signed uh, if you want to you can just shoot me a a message on you know Facebook or Instagram or Twitter Um, let me know and I can definitely get some copies and sign them and send them out to you guys Um, but as I'm reading these books I'm actually writing uh, a new series and the new series that I'm writing is just, it's been taking me a long time to write, but it's one of those books that I just know in my heart it's going to be, it's going to be successful. I'm definitely going to get like an agent for it or a publisher or something. Um, a little more about that. I can talk a little more, talk more about that um, next week, but I kind of wanted just to fill in a couple of blanks. Uh, with this one here, but that's all I wanted to say, but um, thank you for listening to Chapter 2. Um, chapter 3 will be next week. Uh, it's called Raids in Rumors, and that will continue the story. Thank you.